0: Today, this is Barry Fitzgerald, Garen Perro columnist for Stockhead. Welcome to another edition of the Explorers podcast. Today we're catching up with Mika Metals. ASX code is M-E-K, trading at around 3.5 cents for a market cap of $36 million. Uh, Mika's main go is its Murchison uh, Gold project where it's just released a uh, feasibility study. They've got 1.2 million ounces in resource there. they a nice rate, three grams a tonne across a number of uh, deposits in uh, near Megathara there. Um, So it's great to be uh, having what could well be Australia's uh, uh, next gold producer sometime next year. Anyway, we'll find that out from the MD and CEO, Tim Davidson. G'day, Tim. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Barry. How are you doing? It's great to be here.
0: Tim, you've had a busy six months and uh, it's uh, arrived uh, just the other day with the Murchison Gold uh, Feasibility Study. Give us an outline of... uh, what the initial production plan was?
1: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. The team's been uh, been busily concluding that study, and um, and and we've presented that to the market in early July, and it's a it's a fantastic outcome for us. Of that one point two million ounces in resource that you mentioned earlier, it, and it is a fantastic resource grade of that that resource. We produce just under seven hundred thousand ounces. Uh, it's a 9.3 year mine life. The first eight years is 80,000 ounces a year. We get into peak production um, around midway through that mine life, just over 100,000 ounces. Uh, year six, that is, it produces at at 27.50 Aussie gold price. It it makes just under 370 million dollars free cash and an NPV of 250 million dollars, and and significantly uh, more than that at spot gold. And, and we're really fortunate in that we've We've had a really strong gold price over the last couple of years, and it looks like it's it's building some momentum and uh, and getting stronger as we speak. So it's look it's a it's a great time for us uh, to to release the study, and and our next step is really getting the the final parts of the permitting completed. All of those resources and and the mine plan is um, uh, within granted mining leases, so that that part's done. It's the Conclusion of the environmental baseline studies and uh, submission of mining proposals and things like that that we'll, we'll follow through with over the next over the next six months and and as you said, really looking forward to to moving forward and, and being able to build these or uh, this project and, and start mining.
0: Tim, uh, interesting uh, net present value figure there that you mentioned. And then if I look at some of the metrics in recent uh, takeovers in the gold sector, including some in that <coughs> part of the world. Your market cap of 36 mil uh, is out of kilter. What uh, is required, you think, for a re-rating? Is it uh, pitting down financing?
1: Yeah, it, it is. It is a, a reasonably large capital outlay to, to build that project. So we're looking at to, to go and build our standalone plant, which is what the feasibility study um, was framed around. We're looking at around 135 million dollars. Now that includes the mill. The, the camp the tailings facility all of the infrastructure all roads um, and the, the operating costs to strip the pits and, and get into positive cash flow so it is a, a reasonably um, large capital requirement relative to our current market cap uh, which you mentioned earlier was around 35 million dollars now the the benefit that we've got is it's a, an incredibly flexible project so so what we outlined, was a, a scenario where we build our own 1 million tonne per annum plant and, and mine for just over nine years and make really good money. The project also has a fantastic outcome. If we go down the path of, of toll treatment now, there's we're, when I say we're in a fantastic operating environment, we're in a region with great infrastructure, uh, multiple existing large-scale mills that are operating in the region, Hungry mills need dirt, so so the opportunity for toll milling is certainly there. We've got a, a processing plant at Andy Will, albeit it needs a little bit of refurbishment work. Uh, that plant was built in 2013, so a very new plant, but but it it's a little bit smaller than that 1 million ton that we, we proposed in this feasibility study. So if we were going to go down the path of refurbishing that plant, it would be a, a smaller scale, higher grade, more focused development scenario. But again, it makes a, a fantastic... Amount of cash flow and, and a really good outcome for the company. So what we what we outlined in that in that feasibility study we released was was one pathway and and what we feel is the ultimate path pathway we want to get to developing this project. But it does the project is is a an, an excellent project um, if you go down either toll milling, refurbishing the Andy Well plant, or or a combination of those. So so it is an incredibly flexible project. And then in terms of Building that momentum to to uh, work towards, um, you know, to increase the the um, uh, you know the attention that this opportunity is getting, and and work towards building our own infrastructure. What we're doing right now is finalizing the the initial stages of mining, so mining of the these high grade oxide open pits. So over the next six months, we'll conclude the permitting and then from there, we'll look to start mining. And initially, that'll be a, a toll milling scenario, so a small-scale toll milling scenario and build cash flow, get get into a position where we can self-fund and then and then continue to work towards building that, that um, or build, you know, building a much larger infrastructure footprint on site, so our own mill and, uh, and camp and, and all of the rest of it. So it's we're in a fantastic uh, situation where we have got great access to infrastructure, installed infrastructure, and we can use that to leverage and and work work towards building our own uh, much bigger development scenario.
0: Now, you mentioned an eight-year mining life that's uh, based on recovered gold production of 663,000 ounces. So uh, are you putting much effort into uh, upgrading the uh, rest of the resource to get it into a mine plan and lengthen project life?
1: That's absolutely right. So a lot of that the, the mine or production plan was really restricted by the ASX's requirement to limit how much inferred mineral resource you include in that production plan. So, so we stripped it right back. Still a fantastic outcome, but as you pointed to, there is a lot of um, mineral resource that, that can be uplifted and upgraded and pulled into that plan. So, so that's, you know, along with regional drilling that we'll do to go and find new ore bodies, uh, that's certainly the case. The, the business is going to be doing some, some targeted drilling. To increase the confidence or in upgrade the, the classification of of parts of that resource to get it to a point where where it fits into that you know where where we're able to report it as part of that that mine plan so so grow the mine plan grow the the mine life uh, and or potentially grow the production profile as well um, so there's you know there, there is a a, a, um, a body of work to be done there from a, a drilling perspective as well.
0: You touched on it earlier uh, the flexibility you have with uh how you, how you go forward because you've got what is it uh, four deposits over about ten k's uh, some are open cut some are underground some are particularly high grade some are even uh, the lowest grade is I think about one point four grams a ton so can you give us a feel for of the four which what do you consider to be the linchpin of the project
1: yeah so the the focus in terms of upgrading the resource over the intermediate term is is certainly drilling at at Turnbury so Turnbury's got quite a large you know there's just under 700,000 ounces in resource there about half of that's inferred so you know when you look at um, the the scale of that ore body it, it strikes over about 1.7 kilometers that's where we've drilled and, and hit mineralization um, the open pit footprints about one and a half kilometers long um, you know it's 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 a very big Open pit mining area and and those pits due to their size they'll be mined in stages, uh, initially targeting the the higher grade oxide portion, but um, but expanding, you know. So so that that's a, a an all body of significant scale and and the opportunity. You know, where's the best pl- place to go and find more gold is where you're already finding gold and 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 certainly that's you know that's what we see. We see that all body at Turnberry growing in in size and. Um, and also, you know, some of that drilling that we do there will also be around growing the, the classification. So being able to pull that that resource into a, a reserve and and increase the confidence in this production profile that we've put forward to the market.
0: So you mentioned uh, the past production history, Andy. Well, Turnbury though is that a that's hasn't been mined? That's a well, quote unquote a discovery that's still
1: emerging. Yeah, this look Turnbury is a, a very large. Deposit as I mentioned, you know, it strikes or the mineralization um, strikes over one point seven kilometres. That's, that's uh, significant. It's never been mined, and the the reasoning behind that is is largely around the fragmented ownership structure. So it was oh, right. out of various joint ventures and um, you know uh, uh, joint ownership um, structures up until Dore Minerals came along and and looked to consolidate that ground, and and really they concluded that process uh as they were getting taken out by Silver Lake resources and, and then we were able to step in and buy the project off Silver Lake resources uh, almost immediately after that so so a lot of that heavy lifting in terms of consolidation and and removing the royalty structure over that that deposit and that or that package of land was was done just before we came onto the scene and, and we we're really fortunate to benefit from that so so now we're we what we acquired was a, a very clean ownership structure where we own that that tenure, that package of land, one hundred percent. And and the other benefit that we had was while Dore was cleaning up that ownership structure, they they did they spent you know millions and millions of dollars drilling out that deposit to the point where they they just just about to finish a feasibility study on it to start mining it. Um, and unfortunately, due to gold price, the uh, the Andy Well. Um, uh, site was put on care and maintenance so we we were the beneficiaries of 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 an excellent amount of work consolidating that mm-hmm. land package drilling out that ore body uh growing the resource and uh and and now we've stepped in and we've got a, a virgin ore body that's very well drilled out that's got significant scale and the opportunity to grow as well so that's you know Turnbury in our mind is is a, a fantastic target to go and expand in addition to um Things like St. Anne's, very high grade satellite deposit to Turnbury, uh, about three kilometres south of Turnbury in that same um, fairway shear zone in the same uh, uh, same greenstone belt. Uh, we put out a modest resource earlier this year 25,000 ounces, reasonably high grade for a shallow oxide open pit, but again, needs, you know, has the opportunity to expand with further deep drilling. So, and, and then you look at that corridor between Turnbury and St. Anne's and very much. Uh, uh, or, or very similar rocks in that same shear zone. We know there's gold there. We see it in the drilling. So it, it really is a fantastic target area, both Turnbury, St. Anne's, and that corridor between the two to go and look to expand the resource and, and find, and make new discoveries in there. And that's you know, part of the, the reason or part of the, the, uh, the areas that we'll be drilling out later this year. And in addition to looking to expand the, the Turnbury deposit itself.
0: Is there been a better time to uh, be contemplating raising capital to um, get into production? Uh, gold knocking on the door of US two thousand, more or less Australian dollars, three thousand dollars an ounce. Are, I see uh, highly sensitive to obviously to gold prices, but uh, quite remarkably, payback gets reduced from twenty two months at two thousand seven hundred fifty Australian down to sixteen months at uh, three thousand Australian. So, in your talks with uh, uh, your your finances, or you must be quite pleased with the gold situation where it is, and a lot of Goldman Sachs and others predicting um, gold could go higher yet.
1: Yeah, it's it's certainly we feel a strong environment to be pressing forward with a development project. You know, in addition to really strong metals prices or, or metal price, we're also seeing. And, and you can quite easily see this in in the quarterly reports that are coming out of the, the current producers we're seeing the availability of labor is is easing up so it's, it's much easier to to source competent technical people and, and operations people you know the availability availability of equipment and, and um, materials is, is easing up and and you're seeing that and, and the other thing you know energy is a huge component of any, mining operation, and you're seeing uh, petroleum or, or um, oil prices starting to, you know, they've been stagnating over the last few months in US dollar terms, you know, a barrel of oil is costing you somewhere between 70 and 80 bucks. Uh, and, and that's been reasonably flat over the preceding sort of six months. And it looks like it's, you know, it, it's trending down. And, and I think that's, if you look at Globally, what, what's driving that? You know, the people are, are forming a view that interest rates are rising and recession is coming. So, you know, what what we're seeing is an environment where where the availability of availability of labour and resources is is improving. Input prices is is a, a reducing, which is beneficial to us. And and you know, I mentioned the existing producers. Well, well, how are we seeing that? Well, we're seeing that in in the existing producers starting to generate really meaningful free cash flow. Again, you know, they had a period during 2021 where where the producers were were in that sweet spot where that, you know, labour prices were still subdued and, and people were still available in Western Australia to run these operations and, and COVID really hadn't um, uh, taken a foothold yet. And and gold producers made a, a fantastic return. And we're, we're starting to see that with the cash flow statements coming out of Silver Lake and um, and, Remelius and and Westgold and the like, so so look, it is a fantastic we feel a fantastic environment to be looking to develop a gold project. We're looking to develop in a way that's really you know, minimises risk initially a small oxide high grade oxide open pit type scenario. You know, very modest amount of capital to do that, uh, and then build. You know, that generates really meaningful free cash for us. All things going to plan, and then build on that, and pressing ahead with a much larger uh, development of our own that we can, you know, partially self fund with the revenue or the free cash that we're generating from this toll milling scenario. So, look, and and then finally, just to to touch on the sensitivity to gold price and and, and payback. Now, those payback numbers or, or timelines that you mentioned, you know, twenty seven fifty an ounce, uh, Aussie, the, the project pays back in twenty two months, and and that's you know the 135 odd million dollar capex bill, so that you know it, it does generate really meaningful cash flow early on at at three thousand Aussie uh, dollars an ounce. Um, you know it's it's down to 16 months, and that the project makes half a billion dollars of of free cash. So it's you know it it is a it is a really good project at lower gold prices. It's a fantastic gold project at, at current spot prices. And, and I think, as as everyone, all the gold bugs will uh, will point to you know, gold looks like it's it's basing and it's it's heading higher. So hopefully, we're you know, in six months' time, when we're really starting to, to look at digging holes in the ground, it's it's somewhere well north of three thousand Aussie an ounce.
0: Just uh, touching on that uh, capex of hundred and thirty five odd million, the the PFS did that price things for the here and now, or did you? allow for escalation or did you in fact allow for deflation on that on those fronts
1: no it's 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 very difficult to forecast what infrastructure and, and and things are going to cost out into the future and and the best way to to understand the cost of a project we felt was to, to use current pricing and that's absolutely what we did so uh, all of the input pricing was you know for, for mining contractors and, and service providers for consumables for diesel and explosives, um, was was current prices, and and if anything, um, probably somewhat impacted by that more inflationary environment that was in place in late twenty you know during twenty twenty two and and earlier certainly early twenty twenty three. So we feel that we're reasonably conservative with our pricing estimates. Um, they were current. Or, or priced it in, in that more inflation inflationary environment and I think you know what we'll ultimately see is um, you know, it, is when we go and build this project it'll cost what we said it's going to cost
0: all right so where to from here in terms of don't want to push things too hard here but uh, first production potential
1: really clear goal for the for the company right now is to get all of the remaining environmental um, baseline studies done that's that's something that's that's nearing conclusion. Uh, all of that that environmental work start to submit permits. We've just appointed a really um, competent and, and talented uh, environmental scientist who's got that track record of of um, running the environmental permitting process. That just finished off that process for Bellevue Gold at their namesake project. So so Alan's going to join us in early August. His remit is to get this project permitted over the next six months. So hopefully early. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of it depends on the mines department uh, timelines. They're they're obviously getting, you know, they're very busy at the moment. Um, but you know, the Alan's job will be coming and it will be to, to step in and, and get those permits um, completed and concluded by early next year. While that's going on, we're we're going to be looking to set up toll milling agreements, and and there's a number of options there as well, and also uh, look to lock in mining service providers, someone you know people that can build that camp infrastructure and initially that'll be a smaller footprint smaller camp to just service these open pits uh, and and start mining and and look i think if we look at the timeline for permitting let's say six months and then a timeline to get get started on site look hopefully all things going to plan by mid next year where we've got all of our uh all of our ducks in a row so to speak and, and we're actually at a point where we can start mining so sort of 12 months from now and that that initial phase of open pit mining would likely be a, a twelve month, um, really focused high grade oxide open pits. Twelve months of mining, and uh, you know, let's say somewhere in the order of forty to, to sixty thousand ounces out of these oxide open pits. So, so that's that's our initial timeline for the next. Um, let's call it twelve to eighteen months. Get permitted, get mining, and then look to build with that that revenue that we'd be generating from the open pits. Uh, look to, to go and um, start developing that much bigger uh, or the much bigger infrastructure footprint for us on site. So start building our own mill, camp, you know, expand the camp, TSF, all of that sort of thing. And I, I think the other really important thing for us as a business or for the message that we want to get across is that initial phase of mining the, the high-grade oxide open pits, that's that's something that we're, we're looking to fund through debt. So it's not an equity funding arrangement and we're speaking to debt providers now and, and there's a number of uh quite a few parties that are that we're talking to around that and um and, and we'll you know likely look to conclude that process uh as we're as we're getting the permits um uh through for, for this this project.
0: There you go. So uh, a big story emerging there for Mika Metals uh just reminding everyone the market cap's thirty six million but it is a to stake knives job because down down in the Albany uh, Fraser Belt uh, there's a uh, gold and rare earths uh, in the portfolio. Circle Valley and Cascade. What uh, what do investors need to know about those?
1: Yeah, Barry, they're they're really interesting projects from a gold perspective. Circle Valley is it's in that same orogenic belt that you're you're seeing um, deposits like Tropicana, so absolutely world class deposit and and you know. The, it's, so it's much younger terrain, it's protozoic, so it's much younger than the you know the Yulgarn where we're you know where our Murchison project is is located. It's a completely different style of mineralization. Um, it sits right on the margin between the yulgarn and the, the Albany Fraser, so you're getting you're getting a lot of um, tectonic activity going on there, which is you know providing the you know, we we believe the, the gold's coming out of the yulgarn, it's getting subducted under the younger Albany Fraser rocks, it's getting heated up and remobilized and punching up through those, um, those protozoic nices that we see there. So that's really interesting, some some really meaningful drill results out of that. Um, the very first RC hole we drilled into fresh rock there, we, we hit 23 metres at just over five grams per tonne. So we followed that up with with a number of other drill results. It's something that we, um, we're doing some technical work, tar- some targeting work on at the moment before we go back and do any further drilling. Um, and, and in addition to the, the gold that we see down there, uh, it, the Albany Fraser region and, and that Esperance region more broadly is really a, a focal point for clay uh, clay rare earth type mineralization system. You know, we've got a number of companies that abut our tenure down there that are doing some really exciting work. Um, the key for us is the metallurgy. So we've we've released a resource just under hundred million tons of of um, mineralization at around nine hundred parts per million, and um, uh, that total rare earth oxide grade that is. And and now the 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 really key part is to understand economics, and and to that end, really understand the metallurgy, and that's what we're working on um, as we speak. We've got fantastic results so far we're showing that we can recover these metals um, we're now looking at improving that recovery process and, and making it more efficient, and more more cost effective. So, so there's you know there, it's a longer term trajectory that that rare earth stuff, and uh, it's something that we'll, we'll keep chipping away on in the background. But certainly the focus for the business over the next six to twelve months is getting the murchison permitted, get mining up there, and, uh, and get into cash flow, be able to self fund.
0: Well, Tim. thanks for that uh, rundown. Interesting state of play. Obviously, leveraged exposure to uh, the gold price and gold. Production in the company with a $36 million market cap and what may come from the golden rare earths hunt down Esperance Way. So with that, thanks for your time today Tim. Good luck with it all. We'll be watching with interest.
1: Thanks very much Barry. Really appreciate the time. Thanks. Cheers.